Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Hey, 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 it's showtime. That's right. TGIF. We are recording this live on Friday, April 30th. It's the last, it's the last day of April. I love it. I'm Tony Gapastone. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I am in Redwood City, California, in front of a yellow background with my two banners up behind me that say, you are the story and brave stories change the world. And I'm an actor and a writer-director, and I love it. I'm always with my co-host and banter and creative collaboration. Hey, hey, Tony. I'm Christina Ray Jackson. I'm in Dublin, California. My pronouns are he, she, they, and I'm an actor, comic book writer, and singer. And yeah, it's the last day of April. It's so amazing. And uh, I'm excited for today's guest. And before we get to today's guest, we always got to talk about your mashup. What's going on? Oh, what yeah. kind of look are we rocking today? For those who are I'm listening so- on, the, on the audio version, give us a little visual uh, delight here. Tell us what's happening. All right. For all you uh, 80s babies and everybody else before and after that, I'm rocking a little Thundercats today. <gasps> oh, okay. Thundercats. This is oh, Lion. Oh, Thundercats. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If you hear that when you hear Thundercats, we know. Like, you know <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> I love Thundercats so much. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, that, that's what we're doing. It's little Captain America meets lion o we got the we got the orange hair and the brows and the eye look rocking so yeah this is what we got going on today and that that leads me to how i'm braving my way okay let's tell it we always ask every week how are you braving your way what you got i'm braving my way with picking my comic book style so we've reached that point where we've done edit after edit after edit you know writing is rewriting and we're finally at a place where it's like the fun part let's pick an artist so that's my homework for the week. I'm braving my way by looking at different comic book styles. I uh, Actually, my mentor, Ron Mars, gave me this article. It's really fantastic to help you pick out your style. You know, are you old school? Are you new school? Are you more manga? Like, what's your style? I'm des- definitely kind of a classic comic book person. Like, that first image, that's, that's kind of the direction I'm going to go in. Uh, but I'll leave it at that and let the rest be a surprise. So that's how I'm braving my way. And Tony, how are you braving your way this week? Yeah. That's cool. Well, not only, first of all, Christine and I shot a short film together this week we called did. Massive, which was super fun. <laughs> You're going to hear about that. And I love seeing people who are chiming in. So thanks to everybody who's chiming in live. Hey. Good to see you. Bring in your questions and thoughts. So we shot a short film called Massive. That's going to come, but that's not what I wanted to share. So we're doing a film uh, called Last Chance Charlene. And so this week, you know, making movies takes money, y'all. And yeah. people hate asking for money, but you got to ask for money. So I started a little Facebook fundraiser and $380 have come in so far. So nice. if you are uh, interested to give, you can go to my Facebook page, find me on social media, or just go to bravemaker.com slash last chance Charlene and help us make a movie. It's so nuts, you know, how hard it is to make something. So any help would be great. So that's how I'm braving my way by asking people for money. And I wrote a grant today. So 
it just never ends, but you got to do this. And yeah. if you want to make stuff, you got to get help and ask for money. So that's how mm-hmm. I was braving my way this week. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's bring in our special guest. Uh, we are, we love expanding the brave maker family all across the world, but we're going to, um, let me see if I get this accent. Wisconsin. We're going to Wisconsin today with Lydia Renee Darling. Hi. Welcome, Welcome that Lydia. Was, that was great. The Wisconsin. You Wisconsin. Got it. Madison, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, it's coming to you live from my childhood home in Madison, Wisconsin. That is so cool. Lydia, can I tell you, your childhood home, it looks like a set. Like it looks like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I think just since everything has happened with COVID and now that I'm like living and working out of a corner of my bedroom, I was like, let's make it as like lived in and aesthetically pleasing as possible. (laughs) You got to do what you got to do during this time. So I'm going to turn it over to Christina because she always loves to start with this good, good, juicy question. Yeah, I want to start with the origin story, but actually before that, Tony, how did Lydia come into our lives? Like, what are we all doing here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Lydia, remind me, because I was asking her off before we went live. I was like, I think this is how, but tell yeah. the story. It's not a long story, but you found us online, right? Yeah. So basically, I graduated in May of 2020. And when I got home to Wisconsin, I was just kind of hankering to be doing things and learning more. And so I was scouring Eventbrite, just trying to learn more about, um, you know, portraying yourself on social media as like a creator um, and taking all these classes. And so I, I wound up finding the Brave Maker social media class. And so I went to the class and you guys were kind enough to like audit and give me feedback while I was in the class. And we followed each other. And then like... I posted my web series, I think my pilot, like a month ago, and you saw it on Instagram and you're like, hey, let's talk. And I was like, this is awesome because it was already like July, which is wild. Like time and COVID, it's just a totally <laughs> different life. <laughs> okay. So you, you basically, that is, this is really important information. You were braving your way. And I love that. Like, this is proactive. This is what we talk about on the show Very. all the time. You've got to go out there. You've got to find your way. You've got to find your, your crew, Brave Maker crew. And you just go invent bright. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And yeah, we did this social media thing twice, I think during the pandemic. Right. And That's it was, amazing. it was just for us to kind of experiment and try to share the learnings that we had and we were doing it for free yeah. and now you're on the show so i love that i think that's a that's a really cool you know thing for you to do so our listeners and our viewers just find mm-hmm. things to put yourself into and you never yeah. know who you're going to find and we'll talk about this later in the show but it's it snowballed <laughs> into some other cool collaborations which it is did. exciting yeah. and you know i think making sure you're getting involved in whatever you can um, even if it might seem like at the time it's a one-off, you never know what type of relationships you're going to build. Um, so I would just say, go for it, you know? Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm going to put yeah. that link for our social media class. It was free. It's on YouTube and it'll be in the show notes. If you're listening on the podcast or if you're listening live, it'll be here in a second. But I remember, yeah, you said, we said, does anybody want us to do a quick little audit of their social media? Yeah. And you threw yours up there and it was fun. Cause I, I think I remember you got great looks and we'll talk about that today, but it was like a a simple thing. Like give people a call to action in your, in your, in your bio, give people something to click to. And I was just looking at your thing. I'm like, yeah, you did it. It's awesome. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Right on. Really good. Okay. So now that we covered that, because that was an amazing story and such, (laughs) 
yeah, be proactive, find ways to advance your skills, collaborate with other creatives. Lydia and I are now collaborating. We'll get to that. But first, we have to know your origin story. Oh, you're welcome. How did you get into acting and screenwriting and creating and bringing all these uh, stories to life? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, if we're going way, way back, origin story. We are. Yeah. We want to go way, way back. <laughs> we'll start with my mom and dad. So they're both healthcare workers. Um, but my mom was really big into like high school musicals when she was younger. And my dad, um, he's from Ghana. And so they did operas in high school and they learned Shakespeare wow. as really big part of their curriculum. So I really grew up with the love of it. But my parents always joke, like, how did we wind up with you, you know, being an actor? But they brought it into my life from a very early age. So I always had an appreciation for the arts. And then it just was never like not a part of my life in some way. Um, and so I started kind of experimenting in high school. I was doing show choir. I was doing the musicals. And I thought, OK, well, maybe I'll try some different programs. So I ended up doing a pre-college program at Carnegie Mellon for musical theater uh, my junior year. And from there, I was like, OK, I think I can do this professionally. This is what I want to be doing like full-time. This is what I want to be educated in. So I just kind of kept pushing and finding things to do. I started exploring writing more. And then I got into school. Um, undergrad, I went to Webster Conservatory of the Theater Arts in St. Louis. Um, and it was just a really <laughs> wonderful environment because it is so many amazing artists um, who are activists, who are multi-hyphenates. And they really encouraged me and supported me in doing multiple things, not just feeling like I had to box myself in being an actor, a writer. Like they, mm -hmm. they encouraged me to think of myself as doing all of these things, like acting, writing, producing, content creation, and that yeah. they could all benefit each other. Um, because I feel like oftentimes the rhetoric I got when I was younger was like, oh, you can only do one thing or you're not really focused yeah. on but in reality, you can use all these different mediums to just become better and better at what you do. So that's how I how I started out. And, you know, the pandemic <laughs> threw a wrench in what I thought, you know, things were going to be. But I've been lucky that I'm living with my parents and I can experiment with content creation from my phone, filmmaking from my phone, mm -hmm. making over Zoom. So it's been an opportunity in a way, for sure. So Lydia, you you graduate in May of 2020, mm -hmm. and you have a bachelor's of what? Musical theater. I have oh, a musical. BFA in musical theater. <laughs> okay, so you sing, you dance, you act, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that that backstory of yours had you to New York, right? I mean, that was kind of right. like your ultimate goal. Talk about kind of that whole process and where that took you and how that ended up. Right. Well, you know, doing our four year program, it's so intense and it's rooted in your final year. You do a showcase, you do one in New York and then you fundraise for one in L.A. Right. And so that is like it. That's the end, like the pinnacle of this four year journey. So we did our showcase in New York. It was the week of March 13th, 2020. And so, um, you know, it was just a whirlwind. It was my first time in New York. I was just like blown away by all the arts and culture that there was access to and it was all so close and accessible I was so excited and you know we did our closed showcase and me and a few um classmates got called back for Hamilton for the tour of Hamilton and I like called my parents crying I I couldn't believe that had yeah. happened 
for me. And then um, a couple hours after that, I think it was, I got like some responses from some agents and I was like, oh my God, things are really happening. I could, I could move here. You know, I could be a real adult. I can move. I can work. <laughs> I can be in New York with all of my friends, you know? And um, that was March 13th, March 12th. Oh, and like yeah. 12 hours later, my campus closed, everything went online, people were scrambling for flights so they wouldn't get stranded or going back home on the bus that was included in mm -hmm. our trip. Um, the callbacks got canceled. Yeah. Everything just sort of like, it was like everything that had been building for the pandemic, all of these conditions kind of met in the perfect storm all at once. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really scary, frightening, you know, I in New York without my parents and I was worried like, okay, I mean, if I jump at this chance and I try to stay here a little longer, make some career connections, am I going to be stranded here? Like, will I get home? So I came back on the bus um, with a bunch of, you know, our classmates, we were all sort of, it was just this indescribable mood and feeling in the air because like we were there for like 30 minutes and Broadway shut down while we were on the bus. Um, and, you know, then I went back to St. Louis to my college apartment. I was alone and I ended up getting really sick with COVID. Um, oh. And it was just me and my two cats. And because both of my parents were healthcare workers, I couldn't I couldn't go back. You know, I couldn't go be with my family. And so it was a really, wow. really tough time. Um, and just it was really tough. You know, you you have this plan that you've gotten from this very specific life experience, like being in a conservatory and this very specific career girl you have, and you're so close to it, and then it's gone. Um, and so it was a major shock. And it was really tough for those first couple months, to be honest. But once I was able to like get back home and spend time with family, it did really help a lot because it, it can be really isolating, you know, going through mm -hmm. that experience and just being alone in your house. <laughs> for sure. I I just want to say like that it's devastating. I mean, truly yeah. like we yeah. talk a lot on the show too, about the constant rejection, just the normal yeah. rejection, but being so darn close, like I so know. close and having COVID be the reason I know that is hard. I just, I'm so sorry. Like that. I just, ah, no, it's okay. Like it, it was devastating in the moment and it's not, not difficult, but I think that, you know, your, your life can change in just a split second. Um, yeah. and all you do is keep going. And so like, I've had underclassmen and people in my life who are younger, who look up to me, say like, you know, you've been really strong through all of this, or you've been this or that. And I'm like, I'm just getting through it as best I can. That's all we can do is just take it day by day and do the best you can. Um, and you know, just, just build upon the opportunities you've you've been given. Like, even though that was gone, I still had my phone. I still had like a home. I still had a job. I ended up getting a job. So I was like, okay, well I can still make something with these resources. I'm not just going to give up, you know? That's good. That is beautiful. Can I tell you, you have bounced back in the most brilliant, amazing way. I'm so glad that you're okay. And oh, you're hilarious. You. As an artist, if you haven't seen her work, you're so hilarious. And that can be difficult to do. We've had some comedians on the show. Being funny is hard. And you're uh, misadventures of a makeup guru. Like, you are so funny. So can you talk to us about what is it like to work in that space, to be funny, to write funny material, and have the courage to share yeah. it with all of us? Yeah. You know, I never thought I could be funny. 
until I started yeah. making a web series. And then I showed people and they laughed. And I was like, oh, other people find this funny. It's not just me, like, laughing at my own stuff. Um, and, you know, I started creating the web series within a second city class. And even though we were all remote, just the incredible connection and community we had even though we were all across, you know, the U.S., really helped make writing and creating that piece such an enjoyable experience. And so I originally went in with like an outline, you know, of each episode, very, very specific script. And then I did the first one. I sat down, I created this pilot. It's like maybe four minutes long. And I did my script outline, but I was like, hmm, okay, the rest of this is feeling like a little like a little too static, you know, it doesn't feel organic. So I just started improving and I just, I just started going off of whatever I had in the area when I was doing my makeup and you know, the magic of editing, you can do so much with it if you just know how to play. And especially with, you know, YouTube gurus, they have all of these rapid cuts. And so there's a way to make it look organic <laughs> and to play with improv. So that's how I ended up creating this comedic piece. And um, it was the first time I was like, oh, I can be funny. Um, and, you know, it was kind of frightening to put it out there in a way, but I also knew that I had the supportive group of people in class, you know, that had been on this journey with me, giving me feedback. Um, you know, to kind of keep encouraging me when I put it out there and all of my mm -hmm. like classmates from my undergrad. So as as frightening as it can be to like put something out in the world, I also knew I had this awesome community. So it was just a great experience to create it. I like Such the, great advice. Yeah, I like the game. What do I have? Where am I? What can I do? You're in people who don't know what Second City is. It's an improv community that started in Chicago. Wait, is it Chicago? Yes, Chicago, right? Yeah, and they have little sectors all over right now. Um, so, talk about just doing the series and kind of what you learned from doing it. You know, everybody kind of, not everybody, but let's see. There's a lot of different things that that hinder us as creators. We think right. um, I got to have the right people, the right equipment, the right amount of money. Right. Um, I want to get a lot of likes. I want to grow my YouTube. Is it worth right. it? What are some of the things that you learned by doing it, and you know that you could share with us and our audience? Yeah, well, I think the most important thing is to have a clear objective in mind before you begin so you know what you're actually aiming for and you can set realistic results for yourself. Because when I was in class, you know, we all had different goals and none of them were wrong or incorrect, but they're different for each person and, you know, wherever someone's at in their career. And so for me, I mean, I'm this new grad, right? I graduated like in an awful time. Um, so I was just sort of thinking, what can I like show an agent to, to tell them, yeah. hey, I'm sufficient. Hey, I have like moxie. Hey, I can get stuff done. What can I show someone when they want to see how I write or what I can do? I just wanted to do something that would show who I was, that I can create something no matter the circumstance and get it done. Um, and so for me, that's what it was about. It was really um, a calling card, but it was also an exercise kind of in self to show myself that no matter what's going on outside, I can get something done. And I Thank think, you. too, you know, we underestimate the resources that we have. So many people have smartphones now. And if you don't, you probably know someone in your household or like nearby that you can borrow it from. They'll probably be cool about it. You know, if you film for like an hour or so. And I literally sat right here. <laughs> in natural daylight, just like I am right now. Mm -hmm. And I had, you know, a little like 
miniature tripod, put my phone on it, and I used an app called Filmic Pro. Um, if anyone is interested in like smart form film, a smartphone filmmaking or low budget filmmaking, mm -hmm. I highly recommend it. Um, and it was trial and error. I took a class in using Filmic Pro through Film North. They're an awesome organization too. Um, and I just, I started filming. I, you know, started with a script, then it ended up being improv and I played with editing. I used Final Cut Pro, but iMovie works awesomely. Um, yeah, so it was a lot of trial and error. And I really learned that is, as long as you're experimenting with what you have, you can come out with a great final product. Such good stuff. I love stuff. how you're tackling, yeah, the academic side of it. Like, you want to learn how to do something? Yeah. Take a class. You know, oh, yeah. Like, oh, right? yeah. And especially like being a new grad, your education never stops. Like you don't just graduate yeah. school and you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. And what I appreciate about the theater community and actors especially is we all kind of have that attitude of like, you should be going to class and continuing your skills because of the nature mm -hmm. of gigs. You know, you're going to like have something for two months and then you're not going to have something for however many months you need to make sure you're continuing to learn um, and keep everything fresh. And so I think, you know, especially with COVID, there are so many accessible classes, not just in terms of cost, but now we're no longer bordered by location. You can meet someone for a class anywhere in the world from just your computer. I mean, I was doing second city classes with people in Chicago, LA, Ohio, like, and then I took an acting class with the Barrow group that's in New York. And there was someone there who's <laughs> originally a Kiwi, but living in Toronto and you have New Yorkers and you have people in LA, you know? So I think as Funny. awful as this has been, it also presents this unique opportunity for change in terms of accessibility mm -hmm. for artists and for learning and continued education. It's so important. Yes. Accessibility. Go out. It, it does not hurt to also ask. So I right. hear you saying a lot about you're taking all these classes. I also encourage people, if you want to collaborate with somebody somewhere, wherever they are, reach out to them. Oh DM yeah. yeah. People. It is so, I mean, Brave Maker is getting a lot of DMs right now, which is really cool. And we can occasionally respond to them. Uh, and we try to respond to all of them. But if there's someone who you know you'd like to connect with, find a way in. Find a way to, I mean, genuinely, don't be deceptive <laughs> and manipulative, but find a way to find common ground. Hey, I really appreciate your work. I loved your web series. Maybe we could collaborate on something, which is what I would love you two to talk about because now yeah. you two are collaborating on something, yeah. right? So yeah. talk about that. Talk about how that happened and you know what you and your, you've talked maybe once or twice about it, but what does this potential collaboration look like between you two? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Christina, you want to take it away? Cause it's your baby. <laughs> it's my baby. Okay. So uh, now, you know, thanks to COVID, it's been like over a year ago, Tony and I were in the studio recording some music and I did a remix of Taylor Swift's Love Story and it is called Claudia and Julia. So I was pitching this idea to Lydia after Tony introduced us, what, like two weeks ago now? So, yeah. And I was looking at your work and the work that you did specifically about social justice and police brutality. And I was thinking, you know what, I want to run this by her and see you know, where could this video go? And so Lydia really helped me work out when you see the video, we're going to be working on it this summer with the Brave Maker animation team. 
uh, when you see the video at the end of the year, which um, Tony doesn't know, but 11-11, our release date, is Lydia's birthday. Oh, that's awesome. It's her birthday. Is that wild? And that date was picked before I even pitched her the idea. So I just knew it was um, a match made in heaven. So there's it's that. Kismet. kismet. It is. It is. So she helped me work out the police part, how they enter into the video, the animation part, how it could segue into that. And I'll leave it at that because I really want this to be like a big, mm -hmm. beautiful debut at the end of the year. So yeah, yeah, me and Lydia jumped on a Zoom and I just pitched her the idea and she told me what she thought and we wrote yep. it down and we just talked through it until we got yeah. to a finale where we thought, you know what, this is satisfying. This is hitting all the marks we wanted to for the objective of the video. So yeah, that's totally. what we Again, did. Zoom. Like, so please, listeners uh -huh. and viewers, who do you want to collaborate with? Start talking about things. I am... I'm such a fan too, that you have a date right now. I, that makes my heart sing a little bit. Here's why is because people, you know, like us, we love to talk. We're creative. We love to brainstorm and blue sky and all this kind of stuff, but yeah. literally putting something in a, in a calendar. Like I, I do paper oh, and yeah. digital, but like putting something in your calendar, oh, it's I'm, like I'm, a due date, right? It, yeah. It's a yeah. Date we got a due date. I call it we adult deadlines. Because Adult if you're deadlines. a freelancer or any type of creative, you know, and you're not necessarily working like a nine to five where those are placed outside by someone else, another party, you mm -hmm. have to be holding yourself accountable. You have to be. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. And it's one of my favorite like life tidbits for creatives um, from making your life as an artist. It's a free PDF. It's a, an amazing book. We had to read it in college and I'm so glad we did. Um, but that's one of the first and most important things he says in the book is that you must set deadlines or it will not happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Lydia, can I tell you, you strike me as a kind of creative who you are, you get your hilarious and creative and you get that side, but you also seem to have a very disciplined, very structured, uh, maybe not the kind of person who is struggling with procrastination as much as the rest of us. You just seem to have <laughs> both of those sides going for you. <laughs> well, thank you. I I think it's, you know, a blessing and a curse. I'm very type A. Um, and so I do end up getting things done, but oftentimes I put more pressure on myself. So I feel like it's either one or the other. You know, you're either struggling mm -hmm. with procrastination or you're putting too much pressure on um, and so it's wherever you're at, whether you're um, on the on the same end of the scale as me or the opposite, it's always trying to find a way to get closer to the middle. And that's kind of the mm -hmm. lifelong journey. <laughs> I heard on another podcast recently, a guy talk about how his friend, you know, two years ago was saying he wanted to make a film and they reconnected. And since that time he's made two films, but his friend hasn't even made the first one. And yeah. he said like, why, why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we just talk, 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 and we right. don't make it happen? Part of it's because they were not good with our time, but I think there's a lot of fear. There's excuses. Mm -hmm. We, we wait for the perfect situation. Right. And I just love like, you know, you made mm -hmm. a web series. That's great. You two are now collaborating on this video yeah. and, you know, and we're able to employ some animators now. So it's got, like, one of the things I yeah. love about, what we get to do too is we know it takes resources. I mean, I just started our, our funding campaign for our feature. But one of the best things for me is employing people like as artists, yeah. we know the value of a paycheck. And when we create something, we're like taking this idea, we're creating like what a miracle you're creating something out of nothing. And then to be able to employ someone for like, to be able to play right. an actor or an animator or a composer, 
that like feel, it feels just really, really good. I, I yeah. love that. I love, I love that. Which makes me want to ask you about financial stuff. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, I know, and I want to talk about what your, your next um, chapter of life looks like, because you have a big change coming up in the, yeah. in the near future, but any thoughts about financial sustainability as an artist? Obviously you've got parents and family who've yeah. helped you, but what thoughts could you share about that for us? You know, I think it's really, really important to have more transparent conversations about what it looks like to have a sustainable living in the arts. And I feel grateful that I had like upperclassmen and mentors who were really honest with me about it, because I think a lot of the times when we go to school or we're starting to train, it's just about craft, but you also need to learn how to live (laughs) Um, outside of the craft. And so you know, it's interesting. One of the worst pieces of like advice, but I hear it all the time, actors say this all the time, is like, you should have a day job you don't like, so then you won't want to quit acting. And I think it's absolute BS, because mm-hmm. I love my day job. I um, was lucky enough to be working remotely during the pandemic. I had two seasonal jobs, which were a little rough. Um, But then I wound up with this permanent um, remote job working for a startup and I work in influencer marketing. Um, And I love my coworkers. They're supportive, awesome people. Shout out to Julie. I think she's going to be listening to the podcast. She's one of my coworkers. Um, But, you know, it's been really lovely. And because I have an environment that's supportive, it, it doesn't drain me as much as if I had a job that was like, sucking the life out of my soul and then I had to make work like acting work outside of it you know so um, I think it's really important to find a job a day job that meets your needs and your unique situation and to not feel bad or guilty about enjoying it or um, feel bad or guilty about having a day job because there are people I know who you know younger people who felt guilty about having to move back home and save up money working a day job for a bigger move. And I'm like, well, not everyone in the arts has like a trust fund or like rich parents, you know? Um, So there's no shame in doing what you need to do. I mean, I moved home because of COVID and because of that, I've been able to work, been able to save up money for now this big change that's coming. Um, And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I had been too proud and said, well, I'm going to go someplace anyway, you know? Um, So I think, it, there's no shame in taking a day job. There's no shame in moving back home. There's no shame in doing whatever you need to do to make your work sustainable. Because if you go somewhere, mm-hmm. you spend a lot of cash, and then you're done, you're done. How are you going to get back? How are you going to continue? You know, um, And especially being a new grad, seeing all these people making these big moves, you know, it's an exciting time in your life. But I think especially for younger people, don't feel tempted to do it just because everybody else is. I love that. I think you're making some great points about humility that I hope we all embrace, even as we're starting out in our humble, meager way, that if and ever we do get to a place where, oh, we're riding high, you still keep that same humility and go, how can I open the door for others? How can I help others? And I think one other thing I would add is, you know, I've waited tables so many years of my life and done, you know, catering. I was singing telegram deliverer, did all yeah. these things. But what I did along the way was I also found like, you know, you don't think about this, but again, tra- do it authentically and not manipulatively is you're building your audience. 
oh, you yeah. are, and you're also building an archive of stories. And you're, if you're a filmmaker, a writer, director, you're meeting all these unique people that you are working with yeah. and hustling with that you're going to eventually write into your your screenplays if you're a writer or if you're an actor that you're going to absorb right. into the characters you bring to the stage or the camera. So it's a really hard thing because it feels like I just want to be doing this for a living 100% right. of my time. <laughs> and I don't want to take another job or go home and live with my family. But if you look at it, it's, it's all part of the package and the story. Remember, our, yeah. our, our theme is you are the story, our motto. Yeah. It's, like, it's part of the development of who you are in your own story. It is. And that's a great point. I mean, it's not just building a career, it's building a life. It's yeah. your life. And there's no shame in creating the life you want. It's yeah. not going to look like someone else's. And you're also not dealt the same cards as them. Yeah. You know, we all come from different places. We all have different privileges. So all you can do is the best with what you're given. And, you know, honestly, being in influencer marketing, but I guess generally any day job, you never know what skills you can develop in that day job that will translate really well, you know, to whatever it is your craft is. I mean, being a part of an influencer marketing agency, I wasn't trained in it. I have like no background in social media. I don't, I don't know any, like I have no formal training in it. My degree is in musical theater, but being a part of this now makes me understand more of how content creators are getting their work out there, getting it seen and the value they have because I have this day job. So, you know, I don't think people should ever feel bad or underestimate the amount of benefit you can get from a day job for sure. That's, That's great. Christina, what you got? Oh. So they say you're only as good as your headshots for these auditions. I haven't seen a bad picture of you. So oh. what's your advice for taking exceptional headshots, exceptional photos all the time? Let's hear Thank it. You. That's so nice. I I have new headshots. I have a new headshot appointment coming up. I'm super excited. End of May. But when taking your own photos, like, man, just go for that natural lighting and experiment, okay. experiment, experiment. I mean, most of my pictures are like out in nature or they are natural light because First of all, it's free, but two, it looks yeah. <laughs> it looks the best. Um, and it as long great. as you have like a basic tripod and like a decent smartphone, you'd be surprised what you can do. Um, and I have like a tripod from Amazon that's been like keeping me, you know, killing the self tape and the picture game for like three years now. You know, so you don't even have to invest <laughs> in expensive equipment if you want to create, you know, more photos for yourself and build a little portfolio. But I would say go for natural lighting, um, get a good tripod that's nice, steady, doesn't have to be expensive, just has to be sturdy. Um, and then I would go for like a remote shutter button for your phone. Or in my case, I have a watch. Yeah. So I can like pull up the camera app, like click it, it'll put on a self timer and then my phone will take the picture. Um, so Very anything nice. hands free for yourself really is helpful for sure. Yeah. You got to check out Lydia Renee Darling's Instagram. She is killing the self tape and headshot game. Like honestly, <laughs> natural lighting and, and the watch tip that that's a really cool tip too. And the shutter button. I like those. Yeah, nice. anything to make it hands-free. It just makes it look more organic. You're not like awkwardly cropping like with your phone like this. You have hands, you have like range of motion. <laughs> um, and I think also like <laughs> show your personality. I feel like it's very easy, especially with headshots to feel like I need to present myself this way or that. But like, I listen, I clearly have a pink problem. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> um, <It is. laughs> and so I don't- 
Thank you. I don't hide it. You know, all of my pictures reflect some part of my brand. Um, and so just lean into those things that make you you. Um, you'd be surprised how much people will identify or get excited by those things. For sure. All of her pictures represent some part of her brand. That's what she said. That's very good. So they're very intentional, very well thought out. And, and you could see that. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I think, you know, we can't just pass that by without having a couple of minutes to talk about that because there are actors who are watching live and uh, listening on the podcast. So let's talk some quick before we get into our final segment, Brave Faith. Tips with actors, thoughts on actors. Let's talk about what you would share because I, I, as someone who's an actor, but also a director, I see a lot of casting submissions and I see a lot of headshots. And y'all, you need a good headshot, like a professional <laughs> headshot. Yeah. You do. And you can see if you're watching us live, it's a great headshot that Lydia has. Thank right you. It's a great right. headshot. She's amazing. Uh, you need to get a professional photographer. And that's going to be my brave fave. I'll share later. But uh, other <laughs> things that you would say for actors uh, to find some, you know, some success. What are some things they need to be working on? Some do's and don'ts you might want to share. I think that oftentimes as actors, there's a feeling that we are at the mercy of someone else. Like someone has to hire us or someone has to give us something. And I think that kind of constantly puts you in a scarcity mindset. So instead, especially during these times, um, focus on what you can do. Don't focus on what you can't do. There are always going to be things you can't do. You're never going to have enough money or enough time. Um, but focus on what projects you can create by yourself. Like with my short film, I filmed it over Zoom with three of my classmates and a friend in London who, like, uh, I met in a workshop over Eventbrite, you know? Um, so creating your own work, I think, is definitely something all actors yeah. should seriously take the time to do because whether or not it gets likes or shares, that's one thing. But whether or not you can use that to show an agent or whoever else you're working with or you're pitching, um, this is who I am, this is what I do, and I am a self-starter, that's something. Um, and that sets you apart from a lot of other people. And I would say, um, I think recognizing that your training never ends, your education never ends, investing in it, those are the two big things. Um, and also not being afraid to pitch, not being afraid to like advocate for yourself. If you don't ask, no one will ever give you anything. Like you can't just sit somewhere and expect someone to know you and like give you something. And it's not just about submitting to Actors Access. Um, it's also about, okay, who do I know that I met at like a past online workshop or that I connected with from a class and keeping them in a spreadsheet and sending them periodic <laughs> emails with things that you know, you could work with them on. Don't wow. just send them random stuff like, hey, it's January. I'm I'm living my life. Um, but like yeah. send them <laughs> things. Send them stuff like, hey, just put out this comedy web series. I saw you have a breakdown for XYZ. I'm really interested in it. Here's blah, 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 blah. And the worst thing they can say is no or ignore you. Yeah. Like if you're a genuine person, you're genuinely interested, you've done your homework and you have a specific targeted pitch they're not going to be mad. And I think that a lot of actors I talk to, even sending a casting email like, hi, we talked at Showcase, like there's this fear. It's like, uh, you know, maybe if we could, like maybe I could, like we could talk sometime. No, just tell them exactly what you want and then they can help you. Um, but if you don't tell them what they want, they don't know. They're not mind readers, none of us are. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. So then how do you handle rejection? You know what I mean? I think that's the fear. Like we usually don't say, Hey, can we collab or can you do this? Because we don't want to hear no. Like we don't want to handle that rejection. So you sound like you don't have a problem with that. So let's hear how you're handling rejection these days. You know, I used to be much worse with it. Um, when I was younger, when I was like less experienced, I think part of it is just putting out all of these, you know, auditions, pieces of content, self tapes and getting used to it. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Um, It's just taking the time. But I think also I like to frame it in my mind as every no gets you closer to a yes. So that's a big thing. Um, But also a lot of the times, no doesn't mean no forever. It just means not right now or not for this Mm -hmm. thing. So as long as you're courteous and you've shown you've done your homework, kind of like I mentioned, um, they'll keep you in mind for something else if they think you're good at what you do. So it's never like the door is shut. Um, Just keep going, really. Um, And especially if you're keeping in touch with these people regularly, you're more likely to find success because maybe the first one was a no, maybe the second and the third, but the fourth or the fifth time you reach out to them, it may be a yes. And um, something interesting that I've learned on like the brand influencer side is it takes people three times to engage with content once they see it. So like an ad or like a teaser. So it's the same thing with really anytime you're promoting yourself as a creative, someone has to get familiar with you to trust you and to engage with you. Mm -hmm. So the more of those bat signals you can send out to them, you know, the more likely you are to get a yes, but you can't just give up on the first no. Otherwise you're never going to get it. Are you listening there out there, people? Oh <laughs> no. my gosh. So good. I, I want to, yeah, affirm snaps. A couple things come to mind real quick because this is tough. It's super tough. Okay. Yeah. We just sent out our selections for the film festival. The Brave Maker yeah. Film Festival starts June 5th. And we sent out 30 yeses and 30 no's. And it's super hard, right? The no's, uh, we know you worked so hard. We know you sweat and bled and used your money and that is like a really big deal to make a movie it's no small feat don't give up don't not submit next year because this year but improve and get better and maybe next year we watch your film we're like wow they've took it to the next level or whatever like that is Mm -hmm. a thing keep keep going in the same way as a director going through auditions for this feature film that we're doing in June, there's a couple actresses. I'm like, they're really good. They're not right for the role. They're probably right. going to get a no for this role, but I'm like, they're in my mind. And right. I'm, I, I even told one of our producers, I'm like, I want to find a way to find a different role, maybe even yeah. like a smaller role or write something. Cause they're so good. But either mm-hmm. way, your, your advice is so gold. Like it, It's a no for now but that doesn't mean it's going to be always a no in the future. That's how I think we move on. We just keep going until we get that. Yes. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. also if you're doing consistent work, eventually you're going to hit something, you know? Um, But it's putting in that work day in after day out. It doesn't always look like a shiny, beautiful yes every day. Um, You got to keep going. Otherwise you're never going to get to that place. Every breakthrough is from consistent work. Truly. That's all it is. A very mature artist way to look at things. That's right. I want to (laughs) give a shout out to Brindisi. 
Christina, yeah. you remember Brindisi from our ability yes, patch. Yes, I do. Hey, Brindisi. So glad to see you watching. This is so good. Well, we got to wrap it up, but real, real quick, tell us what the next chapter looks like. You got some big yeah. stuff coming up before yeah. we go. <laughs> the next chapter is I'm moving to London in the fall. Uh, with, with I seem a little low key saying that it's because I'm still in shock about it. Like I got the news that I got into the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama for their oh, MA wow. in writing for stage and broadcast media. Like it's so fancy. Oh, my goodness. Right? Um, and I can't believe it. Um, I'm absolutely like pumped. So I will be picking up, you know, my childhood bedroom um, and moving it to London um, in September, October-ish um, to get my MA. And I am just, I'm so excited and still in shock, but in the best way. So I'm really excited. Um, I'm lucky. I have a classmate that's going to be there. Um, my friend who I ended up producing my short film with, who was in London, she told me about the school and encouraged me to apply. She's going to be living there. So it'll be nice to have a community there um, and to go to class in person, hopefully um, two days out of the week. So I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, you know, like I said, my job is awesome. My team's very supportive. So when I told them, they were super excited for me and I'm going to keep working with them remotely. So it's just um, really exciting and very full circle after, you know, like missing out on Hamilton and being in New York. It just, it's the culmination of kind of, like I said, it's a lot of consistent work um, and then you just kind of hit these breakthroughs. So I'm really, really excited. <laughs> so Super excited cool. for you. This is so amazing. I can't, I'm yeah. excited to see your reboot. Not that you really waited. You've continued yeah. to create and put things out, but yeah, this is great. So oh, yeah, we'll definitely have to have you back from the Royal yes, Central please. School of Speech and Drama, University of London. That's- <laughs> Really cool. Congratulations. And like I said, we wanted Brave Maker to expand to Wisconsin, but now and now Brave Maker being able to expand to London yes. would be great. So we'll wow. find a way to keep yeah. collaborating. Yeah. This is- yes, we're we're going across continents, not even states, not even Wisconsin. As great as Wisconsin is, Wisconsin. I love Wisconsin. <laughs> my home state. It's the best. Oh my gosh. Um, well, my guess, cheese curds, oh my gosh. but we're, we're expanding to London too. I love it. That's great. Well, congratulations. It's been awesome having you on. Thank Those you. of you who are watching live, we got a few more minutes. We always end our show with one of our faves, the brave faves, brave faves, TV shows, films, books, songs, technology, clothing, podcast, food, and more. These are a few of our favorite people, places, and things. Brave faves. Christina, what you got today? All right. Actually, this was introduced to me by an actress that was on your set. Just was that yesterday? Wednesday. And it's an alternative for coffee. So it's called mud water. It's absolutely delicious. If you're looking for a much healthier alternative that is much more supportive and delicious, you could spice it up. Definitely check out mud water and you can get that at mudwater.com. And that's just M-U-D wtr.com it's a treat Dang. this is a, a bit of a self-care self-indulgent yes. and, uh, yeah i hope you enjoy that yeah awesome i love it all right cool what you got lydia okay so mine is this little guy who's been playing back here it yes is, i've been seeing that yeah it's a bluetooth speaker and you can also play little games um Shut and up. it has like an alarm clock and everything yes it's called the dvoom ditu speaker um, D-I-V-O-O-M and then D-I-T-O-O 
so much fun. Um, I got it this week and it's just been giving me a lot of joy to have in my room. You can also play music and it'll like visualize like different patterns to the music. It's been a lot of fun to play with. Um, so I love it. And I've got my little, you know, my little film count down there. <laughs> it's so, so retro and cool. Yeah. I love yeah. gadgets like that. And it, it spices up the background. Backgrounds are important, right? Yeah. What you got going. We all got something different. I love that. That's cool. <laughs> All right, my brave fave is headshot. I, I was trying to rebrand them yeah. face shots. Can we just call them face shots? Is that face a thing? Shot. I don't know. Face shots? What do you think? Anyways, it might be too uh, too dumb. But Richard Shu, <laughs> photography. Uh, I got to shoot with him. He was great. He's in San Francisco. He's got a really cool studio. Very easy to work with. Go check out Richard Shu. He is a treat to work with. And all of his shots are like bomb bomb i'm super excited to get my my stuff back uh, next week so richard Chu, thanks for making actors look good in the san francisco bay area you're stunning That's yeah right work wow we'll put, we'll put the the uh, his website in the chat as well as in our show notes so that's it for today, friends. You know, you know the spiel. We're a nonprofit. Okay. So we keep going because of your support. We have gear because you all give. And if you'd like to do that with a tax write-off, you can go to our website and you can give at bravemaker.com slash donate. Um, you can also give uh, with your phone. Just text the word Brave Maker to 44321. And as I said earlier, our film, Last Chance Charlene, which is all about suicide prevention and creating conversations about racial justice, is going into production no matter what. Somehow we're going to pinch our pennies together. But if you want to throw some of your pennies or millions of dollars uh, into the bucket, we would love to partner with you. We also have a mailing list that goes out a couple times a month at bravemaker.com slash buzz. You can find out about classes and free films that we have going on, as well as our film festival and pitch fest that is starting on June 5th. Yeah, and you know, go to our, our pages and like all of our social medias. And if you're on YouTube or not, go to brave or youtube.com slash bravemakerorg and start following our YouTube channel because we're putting out some stuff every week and original short films. And a bunch of different things. And we love our partners and all the different great artists we get to work with, like Lydia Renee, darling. Aww. That's it. That's all we got for the show this week. Lydia, you were fantastic. This was super fun. Oh, thank you for having me. You two are the best. It was so much fun. This like made my Friday. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And this give out give give out your um it's gonna be on the screen you said it before, but where can people yeah. find you on the interwebs? So I'm on the gram at Lydia Renee Darling. And my website is LydiaReneeDarling.com. Um, you can also find me on YouTube. It's YouTube slash C slash Lydia Renee Darling. The C is for channel. Boom. <laughs> Lydia Renee Darling, go find her and follow her and shout yeah. out or ask her some questions or maybe even do a collab. And if you live in London, yeah, send her some connections. This what? Is cool. Yeah. And send me your recommendations for cafes because yeah. that's my first priority, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to connect you with a friend of mine named Corinne. So I'm already, it's already on my agenda. So I love it. All right. Well, brave stories change the world. And you are the story. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating and share with a friend. Brave Maker is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax-deductible donation at bravemaker.com.
Brave stories change the world. You are the story.